Welcome to the Bellevue Ministerial Assistant Leadership Podcast. This is Jamie, and I'm here with Jason. Hello, everybody. It's so good to be with you. We are so excited once again to be joined by two of our incredible MAs, Catherine Long. Hey, guys. And Cameron Hainer on the mic. Hey, guys. <laughs> you didn't have to say the same thing. <laughs> good job. Okay. They're both part of our Ministerial Assistant Program, which is a program designed to raise up and send out prepared ministry leaders. And last week, we discussed the call to vocational ministry. And we want to encourage you to listen to that if you haven't already. Make sure and catch that first. It'll really help you as we jump into today's topic. Now, we want to fast forward from the call to vocational ministry to being in the day-to-day of ministry. And today we're going to discuss stopping the hurry and setting some boundaries. So with that said, you guys are now, you've worked through that call to ministry, you're pursuing that call, you're getting great experience. And there is no doubt we watch you serve and I watch Jamie serve, our staff just There's a lot going on and there's a lot of great opportunities. It's not just things that we're doing. It's opportunities to serve and to impact the kingdom. And you guys are in the middle of it. And there is no doubt a couple of things that can get out of whack is you can get too much in a hurry and you can also get outside of some healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. So that's what we want to talk about for just a little bit. So first, I'm going to ask you, Cam, how do you keep yourself from getting in a hurry in the midst of busyness of ministry? Yeah, it can be really difficult to set that time aside to just step back from ministry and just make sure that you're giving yourself time to be with the Lord, giving yourself time to be with friends and family and things like that. Especially when when you're doing ministry, you always feel like you're doing something good. Mm -hmm. It's always something good that you're doing, and it's really easy to justify that Mm -hmm. and to love that distraction. Yeah. But for me, one thing I try to do is I try to set a time every morning. I usually do 6 to 8 a.m., where that's my time to be with the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's my time to pray, to journal, and I love to free read. So that's my time to free read. Mm -hmm. And so doing that and making sure that that time is set aside, knowing that whatever is on the agenda for today, whatever, whether it's schoolwork, whether it's a meeting I have to go to or something, I know that that time is set aside. Mm -hmm. And so that really helps me ease into the day and know that I've given that time already, made that time for him versus just jumping right into the day Mm -hmm. and being overwhelmed by what's on the agenda and what do I have to accomplish today to make sure that I'm efficient. Mm. Yeah, that's some really good stuff right there. So (laughs) Catherine, what about for you? And we see you around the church. I see you all over the place and you are, you have hundreds of people that need to be ministered to Mm. a lot that want your time. So how do you kind of keep yourself from getting in a hurry in the midst of all of that great ministry opportunity in front of you. Yeah. So for me, I do a lot of similar things to Cam, where I really have to be really careful with my time. But I really struggle with that. My personality is not one where I naturally just rest really well. Like I'm very perfectionistic and I can easily be a workaholic and I really, really value getting the job done. And so it can pain me to stop when I feel like things are left incomplete or if I haven't done enough. And so with that comes a lot of setting boundaries. But before that, I have to go back to my heart before the Lord. And honestly, it goes back to a question of who do I see as God in this moment? Is it me? Is it my work? Is it my productivity? Is it what people think of me if I'm working hard enough or doing enough good things? And if I truly believe that I serve a God who has promised to supply all my needs and Mm -hmm. that my God is the one who values my work and has given me my work and has equipped me for my work, then that really can help me manage my time well and be okay with stopping when he tells me to and resting Mm -hmm. when he tells me to, because I I know that my work matters to God and that he's the one who's getting the job done, not Mm -hmm. me. 
So that's something I struggle with, but that's what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jamie, I know uh, I get to watch you a lot in the context. The to-do list is a mile long mm-hmm. and the number of people that you minister to and that look to you for guidance is a lot of people. So what does this look like for you to not get in a hurry Mm -hmm. in the midst of the next person that's ready to talk to you Mm -hmm. or the next thing that needs to be done that's going to impact a lot of people in a great way? Yeah, I think going off of even what Catherine said is that this is, I think it comes down to primarily a heart issue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this is a conceptual thing, but I think it's a really good reminder I'm very susceptible to thinking that I am God, that I have control over my schedule. I have no limits. I can give the best of me to everything all the time. Even if those thoughts are not going through my head verbatim, I just really do tend to believe those things kind of at base level in a lot of ways. And so if I'm not genuinely cultivating habits, yeah, spending time with the Lord, but even things that remind me, this is good for me to be reminded that I'm not God, or this is a good moment for me to be reminded that I just really need you, Lord. It's got to be based on your strength. And if this is not coming from the overflow of your spirit, it's in vain. Mm -hmm. And so I think even practically, I need reminders just throughout the day. If that's scripture on my whiteboard, if that's a text here or there to somebody to say, hey, this is a hard moment for me. Can you pray for me? Or something like that. I think it's the conscious reminder of even in those moments, you just pause and acknowledge, Lord, I thank you that you're sufficient and that I'm reminded I'm not right now and that I need you. So that, I don't know that that's incredibly practical, but that is a real conversation I think that happens between me and the Lord on a regular basis. So yeah, I think it comes down to a matter of the heart a lot of times. Yes. Yes. I don't know about y'all. I don't run into many, many people that go, yeah, I've really got this figured out. Like <laughs> I've, I've nailed it on this balance of, you know, just not getting in a hurry and getting all the busyness done. So that means a lot of people deal with this in ministry. And I'm pretty convinced that there's not a stage of life that makes this easier. You know, you can look at it and one day I'll be an empty nester years from now, which is crazy to think, but even then it's, I'm just going to see that I have more time mm-hmm. to do things to in fill, ministry. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So with that said, what keeps you from getting rid of the hurry in your life as college students and graduate students and young adults? What keeps you from getting rid of that hurry? Yeah, I hate answering this question because I can't say that I have this figured out in yeah. any way. Yeah. Um, oh, same. But a, you can be real here. That's, yeah. a, that's, yeah. a real <laughs> that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I said it in my last answer is that we love distractions. I know Right when I hear this question, I think of the Screwtape Letters and Mm -hmm. just that book about spiritual warfare that C.S. Lewis wrote. And one of the quotes in it, I'm going to kind of pull from two different quotes, as he Mm -hmm. said, you will find that anything or nothing is sufficient to attract his wandering attention. You no longer need a good book, which he really likes, to keep him from his prayers or his work or his sleep. A column Mm -hmm. of advertisements in yesterday's paper will do. Mm -hmm. You can make him do nothing at all for long periods. And then he goes on to say, It does not matter how small the sins are, provided that their cumulative effect is to edge the man away from the light and out into the nothing. Mm. Murder is no better than cards if cards can do the trick. Mm. And so there's just so much that Satan really wants to just distract us. If he can distract Mm -hmm. us from praying for that person that we said we were going to pray for or Mm -hmm. from talking to that person that we know we need to talk to, that's enough to to casually make us okay with being disobedient to the Lord in those instances. And I think it specifically works when we're in a hurry. If he can get us to go and do that extra ministry thing, knowing that we probably need to take some time back and spend time before the Lord in prayer or in fasting, whatever, or, mm-hmm. or to hang out with our friends instead of going and doing that missions project or something like that, he'll do that because he knows that we'll easily justify it. And so really trying to recognize those distractions 
has been helpful for me so far, but even then it's still a very difficult thing and it's a daily Mm -hmm. temptation to justify those distractions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a good word. That's a good word. word. Yeah. So what else, what keeps us from getting rid of the hurry in our life? I think in addition to distractions, if I'm really being honest, I think hurry and business makes me feel good. Like it makes me feel very (laughs) important. Makes me feel like I'm getting a lot done. Makes me feel like I don't have limits. Makes me feel like I'm God. And so I think Mm -hmm. when I can keep myself busy and keep myself feeling like I'm doing good things and I don't have to really address the fact until I crash and burn that I have limits or that I need God or I can't do it on my own. And so I think it's a lot of pride. I think it's a lot of looking for my own glory rather than God's glory and really honestly trying to play God in my own life. If I'm being very brutally honest. Yeah. 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 No, it, it makes a lot of sense. Anything you'd add to that? Oh, yeah. I so agree with both of you guys said of what keeps me from getting rid of the hurry in my life and mm-hmm. in ministry. Yeah. Again, I think it comes down to a heart mm-hmm. issue. I think also what happens a lot of times is when we get so busy, you just don't notice all the time either. It's like, oh, sure. I'm just, my schedule's so full. I'm, you're just focused on the next thing. I'm not necessarily focused on what's most important. Right. And so I think that's even just a huge thing too. If I'm not consciously pausing to think about when I need to pause, it's, yeah. you just won't. It is really easy just to fill your schedule with the next thing. So again, I think people around you who are there to help you slow down and pause is a, probably a huge piece of that too. Yeah, definitely. You know, it is, I think it's important. I think both you ladies said something that points towards this, but sometimes you have to kind of pause, not just to get rest, but also pause to prioritize mm-hmm. and what is most important. You know, Catherine, in your context, discipling a girl or talking to the girl who's walking through some really hard things, but you've just met her for the first time, you would never look at those and go, well, yeah, one's important and one's not. But in the meantime, what is it? Even in that moment, what's the most important thing for you to do? A lot of times we don't take, we go, all right, you hang on one second. I'm mm-hmm. going to go do this. And we do. We, we start and go, wow, look at all this I'm doing. And man, I'm getting a lot done. And for the kingdom. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's tricky. And it's it tricky. Is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My flesh and loves it. Yes, absolutely. When the whole time the Lord could just be laughing and going, I, I got this mm-hmm. for sure. So, mm. well, let's turn the corner a little bit and talk about, so in order to stop the hurry, we have to set some healthy boundaries for ministry. And it really plays off well of what we've just been talking about. But what are some healthy boundaries that you would encourage young leaders in ministry to set? Y'all are young leaders in ministry, but what are some healthy boundaries that you would just really encourage early on in ministry for young leaders to set in their lives? Yeah. The more I think about setting boundaries, the more I see the importance of taking an actual literal day of Sabbath, Mm. or at least a half day of just giving the Lord several hours, not even just a few hours, but several hours Mm -hmm. to really move. And that doesn't always have to be spent on your face before the Lord, you know, reading the entire New Testament or the entire book of Psalms (laughs) and journaling through a whole notebook. It doesn't have to always look like that. But there's just so much benefit to just sitting before the Lord, knowing that he's there, Mm -hmm. listening to hear his voice. And and when we do that, we'll hear him talk. I've experienced this in the times that I have made time for that. And when I set that time aside and I make that a priority, not only am I making it a priority to get that rest, to get that time with him, but I'm also making God the priority in that time. It's the same when we set aside time each day to pray, whether that's, you know, three times throughout the day. Or if we pray for a specific person every time Mm -hmm. we have a conversation with them, when we make that a priority, we're making God the priority. And that's forming us. That's Mm -hmm. very spiritually transformative for us. And that's making us more like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's what's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some ways, Catherine, for you that you go about setting healthy boundaries for yourself? 
Yeah. So I would 100% echo that for sure. Having a marked day on my calendar or period of time that that is my Sabbath that cannot be touched, that I guard with my life because it is literally like that's my life source for ministry. Mm -hmm. That's my time. Mm -hmm. And that's super important to me because I know that I'm not going to rest by accident and no one else can guard that for me. So Mm -hmm. if I do not protect that time, it will not be protected. And with that time, I've really learned that I have to fight for my spiritual disciplines Mm -hmm. because ministry is crazy. Life is crazy. It's always busy. It's waves after waves of crazy. Mm -hmm. And if I don't have my spiritual disciplines in check, then I will not be anchored. Like Mm -hmm. that's what keeps me close to the Lord. That keeps me grounded in the midst of all the crazy. But in addition to Sabbath and those things, I also have found to be so important for me to have mentors and healthy accountability in my life. Mm -hmm. That's people who aren't impressed by me, people who won't let me lie to them, people who care enough about me to confront me. At any given moment, I have every single ingredient I need to literally be an idiot. And so I need people (laughs) who care about me enough to Mm -hmm. not let me do that. And I really need the grace of God in that. And so Mm -hmm. I think accountability, spiritual disciplines, and Sabbath are those big things for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, I was just going to say, I don't know if you tell this to other people, I've watched you do it. It's a very important word that you seem to learn early on. And that word was no. (laughs) Being willing to say no when somebody said go do things. So talk a little bit more about that. Oh, yeah. Well, I think so many, again, I keep feeling like I go back to the same thing, but I think it's a heart issue that if we realize why do we need to rest? Well, because we're people, we're limited human Mm -hmm. beings and Mm -hmm. your limits are not bad or wrong. It's actually really good for me to acknowledge them, even submit them before the Lord and be reminded of how he doesn't have them. And that can sound really sweet and nice. But so saying no often is faith and practice. It doesn't mean that you just get the liberty to say no to things that really matter, but God gives discernment and you're able to say no to things that it might be a really good thing. It's very easy to fill your plate with lots of good things, even like Cam said at the very beginning that ministry is a good thing. Conversations about Jesus are never a bad thing. So you can so easily fill your plate, but if it's keeping me from rest, then it comes down actually to a matter of obedience for me. I think learning to say no, even if that's too fun with friends, or even if that is to staying out extra late, let alone a ministry opportunity that you know you just might not have the capacity for in the moment, that genuinely could, I realize that's not all, genuinely could wait until the next morning or genuinely could wait until you have some rest. I think so much of that even just comes back to it's just faith and practice when you say no. Yeah. One more thing. I'm kind of put the two together here. Do you believe that the discipline of pulling away from the hurry and the discipline of setting boundaries, do you do you feel like that can be developed in someone? And if so, what would be some ways you would encourage people to develop this? I know you just talked a little bit about having time set aside, but let's talk very practically and realistically for someone who might say, that all sounds great. What do I do first? Mm-hmm. In a way that they could have a win in this that could lead to bigger wins. And is mm-hmm. it really possible to pull away from the hurry and to really set those boundaries? And if so, can that be developed? And if so, how would you encourage people to do that? Yeah, I think it definitely can be developed. I think what's hard is we'll usually start and we'll learn a lot of ways to do this and think we can put them all into practice right away. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's just a terrible place to start because that's me right there trying to do eight different things that I've never done before. But just gradually adding some different boundaries, different disciplines, even like meditation, like Mm -hmm. fasting that really help you step away from the hurry. They really don't allow you to hurry. It's It's really hard to hurry when you're sitting in the quiet, trying to hear the voice of the Lord or when you're on your face in prayer, asking God to sustain you because you're used to eating lunch at this time. That's a really hard time to hurry. And so Mm -hmm. that's a great way to form you. I think another way that's been helpful for me is I've been admitting and repenting of fears and sins that I have. Mm -hmm. One of those is a big one. And I think it's big 
really in our generation, but in multiple generations of that fear of missing out. Uh, there's yeah. so Damn. many times where did you I just say that FOMO, FOMO is a sin? I did. Oh I did, Jamie. And so if this is new information <laughs> to you, really uh, then I'm sorry, but yeah, I hate to break it to you. Tell us more about this. It's just hard to hear. <laughs> yeah, I, I've really had to confront this. Uh, yeah. And there are probably a lot of people who say, you're not very good at this. And I would say, yeah, you're right. Um, but uh, that fear of missing out, you're so scared that something is going to happen that if you had been there that you could control. It's just so silly to think about, well, had I been with you know my sister when she got hurt or something like right. that, she wouldn't have gotten hurt. It's just so silly. It, right. it wouldn't make any mm -hmm. sense. But just at recognizing that that's a fear that we have and knowing that, God, we don't want you to have control over this. I want to have control over mm -hmm. this. And so when I'm able to admit that to the Lord, to repent of that and him take it away from me, it also frees me up to say, no, I'm good to, to stay back. I think I'm just going to keep today for myself to maybe sit with the Lord or mm -hmm. to really focus in on maybe it's just a ministry task or or some homework or something like that. But that's mm -hmm. been really helpful for me. Yeah. 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 I'm really intrigued by this hot take on FOMO. I think you're <laughs> definitely right. I think FOMO really can stop us yeah. from resting specifically. Yes. I'd say if somebody like today is like, I need a Sabbath, I need to rest. How do I do that? I would yeah. say, look in your next seven days and find a period of time or a day that you can set aside. Put on the calendar, like physically mark it off so that it can't be touched and then make a plan. Figure out a way that you can meet with the Lord. That could be, you can go on a walk and pray. You can go somewhere mm -hmm. and read scripture. Like find your way you're gonna meet with the Lord and mark off that time and have someone keep you accountable. Mm -hmm. Tell the people you need to tell that don't call me, don't text me. Mm -hmm. If you yeah. know you're gonna be yeah. tempted, get rid of those temptations. Mm -hmm. But you can do that step. You can make yeah. that happen just for a few hours and then build from there. Yeah. And also a big part of setting aside time for rest is also knowing that because I'm a student, because I, mm -hmm. I have a job, I have to work really hard to mm -hmm. let myself rest. Like yeah. if I'm Sabbathing on Friday, then Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm yeah. working hard and getting my stuff done because mm -hmm. I know that rest is that important that I'm going to work really hard to get mm -hmm. everything else done. And so prioritizing enough that you will work hard for that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. good. I think very practically too, go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I genuinely I think that's what I get made fun of for the most and it like bring it that's fine bring it I, <laughs> grandma in our yeah. midst um, but I'm unashamed I'm unashamed yeah. but genuinely like go to bed on time because it frees yeah. you to be able to guard your time with the Lord first thing in the morning but also it enables you to give the best of your energy to what you're called to yeah. and I think that is even kind of goes back to our conversation last week but I think that's very practical another one honestly that I think I hear often is well I know it's a Friday I know it's Friday, but, oh, this conversation just got to take place or my supervisor is going to be mm -hmm. so mad at me if this doesn't take place. And mm -hmm. again, it just comes back to you're not saying no. Right. That's very practical. It's like you just get over yourself. You have to say no. That's right. Um, mm -hmm. It's nobody else will guard it for you. Those might seem like hard things to do, but they're very practical. You just do it. Right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. There's just so many good things that y'all said. I think my encouragement to those that are listening, and I, I see y'all model this well in different ways. If you need a little extra motivation, know that there are other people that are trying to figure it out too. Mm -hmm. So if you're, if you would yeah. be willing to say no, yeah. if you'd be willing to say, I'm not going to do this, I'm protecting a Sabbath. Mm -hmm. There's somebody else that said yes, that would love to take yeah. their yes back because they didn't want to go either. They needed some time with the Lord. <laughs> That's they true. needed some time alone mm -hmm. and they just didn't because they didn't want to be left out mm -hmm. because right. of FOMO. Yeah. So set the example in this way, uh, mm -hmm. for sure. So there's so much good. And, and the last thing I'll say is this, I believe it's Mark chapter two. Yep. You go through a day in the life of Jesus and you see all that he does and he heals people. He feeds the 5,000 and their families that day. He helps the fishermen out in the lake and feel like they're going to die. 
He does all that in the midst of he has tried the whole day to get up the mountain to be alone because John the Baptist has been beheaded the night before. And he just wants to get away. Mm. And he just needs that silence and solitude. The Lord needed that. And he had all the people. And if you remember on that day, as it's described in Mark, they follow him. As he is on one side of the sea, they see him and they start to come find him. And he cannot get away from them. He saw the need. It was right in front of him. But he knew how important it was that he get alone and commune with his heavenly father. If he needs that, and if he has the right to go for that, surely we do too. So Mm -hmm. just encourage, you got to stop the hurry. You got to realize there's somebody else that can feed them. There's somebody else that can help them at times. And there's times to get to work too, uh, and to do ministry. As we wrap up this conversation, we're reminded that ministry is not only often fruitful, but also regularly full. Ministry never ends. There are times we have to press in to meet the need that God has called us to. And there are times, like the choices that Jesus made, to live within the healthy boundaries of ministry. There's health in getting rid of the hurry and focusing on what's most important. We hope that this has been a helpful conversation for you, and we look forward to being back with you next week.